Hello everybody, welcome back to the Get Big Podcast. My name is Drake Terrio, and today we're going to be talking about sports again. Once again, I am a single host. I do not have any co-hosts, no special guests today, but today we do have a couple interesting things we're going to do. We're gonna. I have my top five lists of all the infield and the MLB that we're going to be going over today, and we might compare it to the MLB uh Top five. But, um, yeah. So, first off with a little bit of trade news, because obviously the trade deadline's coming up for the MLB. So, yesterday, Jock Peterson got shipped up to the Atlanta Braves for a first base prospect. As, um, I'm a little surprised because I, I, I'm a Jock Peterson fan. I like him. But, uh, I think that should be good for the Braves, but uh, I think the Cubs definitely lost his trade because he was doing pretty good. Uh, there are also some trade rumors that Byron Buxton might go to the Braves and that uh, Joey Gallo might go to the Yankees. So, that is going to be going on. Alright, so I just have my infield today. I do not have my outfield, but uh, let me know what y'all think. Um... Make sure to follow this podcast after you watch this, listen to this. And, um, yeah, all right, here we go. So I'm going to start off with my catchers. I'm going to give a brief description about everyone. So in my honorable mention, I have Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez has always been a good catcher um, defensively and regularly. But, uh, yeah, so Gary Sanchez is my honorable mention. At number five, it has Wilson Contreras of the Chicago Cubs. Um, he's just pretty good. He can hit the ball in the field. He's just a top five catcher. Number four, I have Yasmani Grandal of the White Sox. There's not really too much to say. It's kind of weird because he doesn't have the best batting average, I'm pretty sure. But his on-base percentage is through the roof right now. Number three, I have Salvador Perez. He obviously is the starting catcher for the AL in the All Star Game, so obviously he has to be on, he has to be on this list. And plus, he's a pretty good catcher. He was also in the Home Run Derby. Number two, I have Will Smith of the LA Dodgers. Uh, I think that he really is the second best catcher in baseball. Uh, he's like he can hit the ball really well. If if today you ask me to, ha- I have to have a catcher. Will of the NL, Will Smith is on this team. He is he's not number one, but he's going to be on this team because he can hit the ball. He's a good pinch hit, and he's really good. He has a good arm. He's he he really does have a bright future. Number one, as y'all can respect, it is J T. Romilto. J T. Romilto has been the number one man and catcher for uh, the number one catcher in the MLB for a while now. So, I have JT Romilto at number one. So, tell me what y'all think about that. And now we're going to go ahead and get to the first baseman. So, this one was a little tough for me. I, I had a list and then I forgot a dude. Alright, so honorable mention, I'm going to go Matt Olson of the uh, Athletics. Matt Olson is, he was in the Home Run Derby. Unfortunately, he was a first round, first round, um, Loser, but uh, if he if he would have made it to at least the second round, he'd definitely be be over this man right here. At number five, I have Pete Alonzo of the Mets. Now, hear me out. Pete Alonzo is a really good ball player. 
He's really he's underrated. He's if not one of the if not the most underrated first baseman in the MLB today. Uh, Pete Alonso, obviously back to back home run derby champion. Um, he uh, he's really good defensively too, and um, that first number he put up thirty five home runs in the first first round. That, that's crazy. All right, at number four. I have Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo is one of, once again one of my favorite. This one's a little biased, I'd say, but Anthony Rizzo uh is a good hitter. He's a good fielder. Obviously. So, I'm going Anthony Rizzo at 4. Number 3, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman was the starting first baseman for the NL this year. So, once again, he has to be on this list. But I still think that Freddie Freeman is a top two first baseman if he can hit the ball a little bit better because the two people that are ahead of him can hit the ball a lot better than him. At number two, I have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladdy is a really good ball player. Uh, obviously, y'all saw that 470 foot home run in the All Star game. That was pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. So Vladimir Guerrero, it Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is number two, and at number one I have the White Sox himself, Jose Abreu, AL MVP last year, and kind of popped off. He's the best, in my opinion, he's the best player from Cuba that we we have right now, and uh, I think he really is the best first baseman right now. And trust me, I. It was close between one and two. I think Vladdy, Vladdy and Jose were pretty close. But today, today, I'm taking Jose Abreu. No doubt. All right, second baseman. At honorable mention, I have David Fletcher of the Los Angeles Angels. David Fletcher is just a good overround player, and I like I like the Angels. The Angels like. The three that they have right now, they're the three that are carrying them. And Mike Trout, even though he's hurt, Shohei Otani, and David Fletcher. At number five, I have Cattell Marte of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, he hasn't really been the best person this year for the Diamondbacks, but I, I expect a big second season from him. I really do. I think that the Diamondbacks could shock everybody and not like go on a huge win streak, but go on a... You know, going a pretty big one. 12, 13 games. If if they can, they have to, their management has to get right. They they do have some players, but they have to get the management right, no doubt. Alright. At number four, have Whit Merrifield of the Royals. Whit Merrifield is a pretty good ball player. Uh... He um he's definitely top five, but it was pretty close between him and number three. Uh, Whit Merrifield, he's like he's pretty good. That's all I have to say about him. All right, at number three, Jose Altuve. I guess this pick might have been a little biased. Whit Merrifield might be uh better than Jose Altuve, but I picked Jose Altuve because he's having a better year. He's having one of the better years out of the second baseman here. Him and number two are having pretty good years. 
And speaking about number two, number two is Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta Braves. Ozzy Albies having a really good year. Uh, as you know, he was in the All-Star game for the NL. Mic'd up. Love to see him. Um, yeah. Alright. So, at number one, DJ LeMayhew. DJ LeMayhew, he's having an okay year, I think. I haven't really been keeping up with him too much. But if you could ask most people today, they would say DJ LeMayhew is the best, the best second baseman in the league right now. And I agree with him. I really do. You know, he he is 33. Uh, he's ha- He has a, right now, he has a 270 average, so it's not terrible. Uh, yeah, so not terrible at all. He only has 36 RBIs. But, um, yeah. Alright, moving on to shortstop. I have two honorable mentions because this was pretty close. At honorable mention number one is Carlos Correa of the Astros. Carlos Correa. Uh, he just has a really good arm. He's been hitting the ball pretty well lately. And then I also have Trey Turner of the Washington Nationals as honorable mention. So, if y'all hear some clicking, it's, uh, it's my other iPad, it's my iPad that I'm searching stuff up on. Alright, at number five, hear me out on this. I have Francisco Lindor. You could probably switch one of the honorable mentions out with Francisco Lindor. I know he's not having the best of seasons right now, but I really do think that he could change. I really do. Because I I think that if he has a pretty good second half, he's going to be set, no doubt. Uh, Francisco Lindor, he just, he needs to start hitting the ball a little bit better. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking what would be better. What if he would have stayed with the, um, if he would have stayed with, if he would have stayed with the Indians. I don't think he would have been having, I think that he's just taking a big, big, um, downfall this year. But, um, I feel like he, he could have a pretty good bounce back second half. I mean, he is only 27, uh, although it doesn't look. He's batting a two two seven this year. Um, he has 36 RBIs like LeMayhew, so he needs to hit the ball a little bit better. At number four, I have Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox. He was the starting shortstop for the AL this year. Honestly, he could have been placed higher on this list. I might or might not have did him dirty this year. But it is what it is. Xander Bogots is still an amazing shortstop. You can you might be able to switch him out with Javi. Javier Baez, who is number three on my list. You might be able to switch them two out, but I think that Javier Baez is a better shortstop. Than Xander Bogarts, because when I'm ranking this list, I'm thinking about today, like who's the best today, and I'm also thinking about back then. Okay, that's why Francisco Lindor's five. At number two, I have the starting shortstop. Well, no, the second streak shortstop for the NL, Trevor Story. We don't know where Trevor Story is going to go this offseason. He might stay with the Rockies. I personally think he could go to the White Sox. That'd be crazy with him, Abreu, and Grandal. But uh, he was in the home run derby. 
he went to the semifinals, got eliminated. I'm pretty sure he lost to uh, Mancini. Yeah. Either Mancini or Alonzo. But he lost to one of them. Uh, that's some good water. Yeah. So, Trevor Story is my number two. And number one, I guess y'all can guess it. No doubt. And hold on. I'll be right back. back here and um I just had a call from somebody I guess or something but yeah that's why I had to go so um yeah anyway so let me continue with my list friend friend Fernando Tatis is a really good player he is obviously the best shortstop right now he's having a really good year I think that he has a chance to win the NL MVP. I really do. He does have a good chance, in my opinion. But you never know. So, yeah. All right, here we go. Now we're moving on to the last category of my MLB in third base. Honorable mention, I have Anthony Rizzo. I mean, not Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rendon. He's not having the best of years. He needs a bounce-back second half, no doubt. I mean, I just haven't been hearing of him a lot. I think he, he might be hurt. But I, I I haven't been hearing about him as much as I've been hearing about the other guys. But, uh, Anthony Rendon is younger. He's having a, he has a 240 this year, which is not terrible. So, all right. At number five, I have Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman is having a pretty good year this year, I'm pretty sure. Um, he uh, He's a really good um, really good fielding uh, third baseman, no matter what. He has a, He's really good at fielding. Uh, so... He's he's definitely one of the best fielders when it comes to third base, but he's not the best. At number four, I have Chris Bryant of the Chicago Cubs. Chris Bryant, it's a little weird because uh, he, he's been playing everywhere, but his, his natural position is third base, so I include him on this list. Chris Bryant is a really good player. He plays everywhere, utility man, kind of like C.T. C Chris Taylor, but, um, yeah, definitely, he's, uh, he's, he deserves to be on this list. At number three, I have Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians. I think this might be our first Indian. Uh, Jose Ramirez is a really good player, really good third baseman overall. He, um, yeah, he's just really good. I'm listing these off of my personal opinion. So, don't get mad at me or anything. Number two, we have Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros. This one might be, once again, a little biased, but you never know. So, I know he is hurt, but he was having a pretty good year. 
after uh before he got hurt. So number one, Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado is was the starting catcher for the NL in the twenty twenty one All Star game. So I had to include him on this list. And he is the best catcher. I mean third baseman in the league, no matter what. Like Freddie Freeman says, he has a he has a vacuum over there, you know. Alright, so that's gonna be it. So we're gonna move on to football. And I do wanna mention something. If I can get to a thousand followers on TikTok, my TikTok account is Drake is very drippy, no caps. Um I will be doing live streams and maybe Q and A's, you know? So, if I can get to a 1,000 followers on TikTok, I will be doing that. As soon as I get there, I will be live streaming. Alright, let's go ahead and move to football. Uh, not too much to talk about, I guess. But, I'm not going to do a tear maker today. But, yeah. So, I might, uh, I might go through a couple teams and look at their schedule this year. And see, tell y'all how I think they're going to do. But I'm going to give my award prediction first, I guess. So, a bounce back MVP, honestly, I'm going Lamar Jackson for MVP this year. Y'all, call me crazy all you want, but they, the Ravens improved their O-line. Now with a stronger O-line, Lamar's going to be able to run everywhere. It's going to be like, it's going to be crazy. I do have Lamar Jackson winning Either comeback player of the year or MVP, but I think that he's gonna win MVP. Um, AL rookie—I mean, oh my gosh, AFC rookie of the year—I have Trevor Lawrence. This was probably expected, but uh, as long as he doesn't get hurt, I feel like he's gonna win. No doubt. So, NFC rookie of the year—I have no clue. I don't know. Um, I have three options. I'd say three options. Who I think could could win it. I think maybe J.C. Horn if he could do good. If he can, may if he might do good. I hope he does. Trey Lance of the San Francisco Forty Niners. That's my number two. I think he might win. I don't. I don't know though. And at number one, I, jeez, dude, I don't know. I'm just, I just, I don't know. So, um, I'm looking at the odds this year. Offensive rookie of the year contenders. Um, Justin Fields could win. I, I, could, I could see that. Or Devontae Smith could win the NFC. That That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, it could be good. Okay. As Offensive Player of the Year, I am going with a hot take, and I am going with Odell Beckham Jr., it's surprising, but if he can have a bounce back year, he's gonna he either like Lamar, he's either gonna win comeback player of the year or 
he's going to win um, Offensive Player of the Year. So, yeah. Uh, I think that after this year, he's definitely going to be a top five wide receiver again. If he can, if Baker can get him the ball. All right. So, as my Defensive Player of the Year, I have Miles Garrett. I think that this dude is a sack machine, and uh, it could have been, it could be Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah, Aaron Donald. But I think Miles Garrett will win it. I think it's going to be close with him between those two, though. But um, J.J. Watt could win it, too, but I don't think he is. All right. Comeback player of the year, I have Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater of the Broncos, I think that they're going to start Drew Locke and then put Teddy in, and then he's going to do kind of look good. Kind of like what I talked about, Mac Jones with the Patriots yesterday. So I think that's going to be a win, no doubt. Um, Yeah, what are some other awards? Oh. um, Walter Payton Man of the Year. You can't really predict that. But um, if I'm gonna guess somebody, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go T.J. Watt. I reckon. So yeah, I'm go with that. Um yeah, so I do want y'all to do something. Let me know on my Snapchat if y'all want to be on this podcast. Cause if you do, I will happily call you. I do need some guests. I have some big things coming up, and we're not always gonna talk about sports. You never know. My podcast is Big Boy Bomber 13. So, you can go snap me. Go do whatever. But um that is what it is. So, I have a theory that I might want to go over with y'all guys. I saw it on TikTok the other day. So, there's a theory right now that Conor McGregor is Dana White's puppet. Okay, it might sound weird, but if you can listen to the dude, trust me, I don't exactly remember his name, but I'm going to see if I can search it up and it'll come up. McGregor. And did y'all see what happened with Conor McGregor and his leg? Like, jeez, like I, I, poor you're, poor you're just like, I, I'm, I can't wait for fight number four against them, dude. Conor McGregor, Dana White, Puppet. Alright, yes. It says that, like, it's weird. So, um,. Conor McGregor, uh, so, like, there was an interview with Dana White and Conor McGregor, and, like, like, Conor McGregor was actually acting like, like, like he was a puppet, alright, and then Dana White, like, at the end, he whispered in his ear something, and then he slapped his knee or something, and everything went right back to normal. It was so weird. So... Oh, uh, yeah. 
Let me see if I can find it. Okay, yes, I found the video. So, if y'all want to watch it, you have to search up, on YouTube, you have to search up McGregor Puppet Dana White Puppet Master Exposed. Okay, it shows the whole video. It's only five minutes long. We would watch it, but there's no way y'all would be able to hear it. So, um, basically, about the video, it's an interview, and he, like, he, uh, Dana White, like, you see, Dana White is, uh, moving his hands around, and there's no wire. There's no wire, and he's moving his hands around looking for something. Like, trying to fix the mic up or something. And then, he finds something in his pocket. Looks like. I'm just, I'm reacting to it. Looks like a string. And now, Dana White has his hand behind McGregor. And McGregor is just standing as still as possible. And McGregor, he's acting like a puppet. You go and watch this video. Alright. So, look, see? So, it's, it's kind of weird. But it is really good. And then, he says, to... Escape the trance. He says, "You're you're awake." He says, "You're awake now," and they slaps his knee. So it's it's weird. I think that McGregor's career is done no matter what. But that's why I think that if McGregor was just regular McGregor, he would have took the Jake Paul fight. Fifty million dollars. That's the biggest fight offer of his year, but Dana White does not want his man to get screwed over by a YouTuber, and that's why he didn't take the fight. Are y'all with me? So, that that's my theory. Alright, I guess we'll move on to NBA now and Team USA. I don't know if you heard, but they're trying to find a replacement for Brad, for Bradley Beal, because he's not, he's not doing good at all. Uh, they're 1-2 in their first couple games, so it's it's kind of bad. Um, but, uh, I can't, they lost to Nigeria, and they lost to Australia, but they beat Argentina. My thing is, I don't know how they lost to Nigeria. They have some of the best players in the world, and they're losing. Like, they got KD, they got Jason Tatum, and them, those two are main, the main ones, but, um... Yeah, it's like, it's weird. Um, so. So the USA basketball team needs to improve, no doubt. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little under the weather. Uh, not, it's not terrible. I just, I am a little under the weather. It is pretty down here in Morgan City, and it has been raining every single day for the past two weeks. And sometimes when you gotta go do something in the rain, it gets cold, and when it gets cold, you get sick. So.
yeah. Um, they need to, they need to go for the gold this year. No doubt. And they, like, they smoked Argentina. And I, how do you, how do you put up 80 points against Nigeria and then smoke Argentina? Like, Nigeria should be easier. Am I wrong? So, apparently, tonight was supposed to be USA versus Australia again. But I think it got canceled. But they should win gold. And then Durant, Levine, Tatum, Damian. Just look at that right there and tell me those four... Not including Bam Adebayo and Draymond Green. Those four right there is one of the best basketball teams. Like, there would be any NBA team right now. And when it, the NBA team has their starting five and their six man. I could be wrong with that. But that's just kind of crazy. Um, Yeah. So, that is probably going to be it for the podcast today. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow this podcast. Go follow my TikTok, at Drake is very drippy. Go follow my Snapchat, at BigBoyBomber13. And if y'all want a YouTube channel, just let me know. I, obviously, text me if you want to be on the podcast, on my Snapchat. And, um, yeah, I will see y'all later. Have a good day. Peace out.